All right, everybody, here is the next video. You know, I am not the kind of guy that, uh, that, that curates my content just so that I can maintain the best possible, the biggest possible audience and things like that. I often will say things that I know full well is not going to get a lot of play with, uh, with any audience, but you guys still love me, and, I, and honestly, I appreciate it. I really do. So let's wade into two more contentious subjects um, right away, because I got to be honest with you, this is the kind of thing that I like to do. That being said, um, yesterday, Ron DeSantis, or as I, I love the name Meatball, Meatball Ron. It is, it is just a really good name. You know, a lot of people get all hot under the collar about Trump's name calling. I th honestly, I think it's hilarious. A lot of people think it's hilarious, and I think it's a big part of what his whole strategy is, which is, which is weird, but I, th I think it works for the guy. I don't know. But uh, his first try with Ron DeSantis who I like. I like Ron DeSantis. I, I've got, I mean, I've got very few problems with him. I do have some problems with him, but I like Ron DeSantis. But his first try was uh, was Ron DeSanctimonious, and that was awful. What, what an awful swing and a miss. DeSanctimonious. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. It's just too much. It's just too much. And sanctimonious, a lot of people don't even know what that means. Like, that's that was, it was a good try, but it was very, very poor uh, in terms of the name calling. But Meatball Ron, I don't even know why I like that. I don't even know why he's called a meatball. I mean, I, I imagine it's because he kind of looks like a meatball. <laughs> but it's but a weird name. <laughs> oh, Meatball Ron. It's, it's very good. It's a very good name. <laughs> One of my uh, one of my kids' uncles actually called, started calling him Meatball uh, at one point because he went through a phase where he was like really kind of built solid. He's much he's thinned out now, but Meatball, there you go, Meatball Ron. Anyway, he announced uh, that he was uh, running for president, which everyone kind of assumed he would, um, <clears throat> and he did it on Twitter Spaces, and it didn't go well. Like I guess there were some tech issues and things like that. Very suspicious tech issues. I, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on, but uh, but Trump jumped all over it, and I got to be honest with you, this stuff is amazing. Let's uh, let's get the video audio here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Make sure that I'm uh, paired here. Yeah, I have to say that uh, the DeSantis announcement was a big L, big L. He posted a huge L on this one. All right, here we go. This is what Trump's response was. This is an AI created video. We are uh, kind of melting the servers. And I'm proud to be an American. Where it is that I to freedom and his willingness to put his money where his mouth is. Upset the narrative, upset the narrative control, control imposed on us by our government. Who gave that light to me? Can I gladly stand up? Have uh, Governor DeSantis uh, make this. Uh, We're just trying, just trying to get it going. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, that was a big mistake to do this like, like Zoom call type of a thing where you, there's no, there's really no even video anyway. Like it's not even a Zoom call. It's worse than a Zoom call. 
And, uh, you know, he even a lot of his fans were saying this is really boring. You know, he's announcing he's he's going through these statistics. He's going through like, you know, all this. But it's just like there's no flash to it at all. None at all. And the reality is that that in, in, in American politics, a lot the flash counts. Like, of course, we want substance, too. Like if we could have someone that had like the greatest substance to them as a leader and also the flash like that would be ideal, obviously. But the thing is, in, in, in our system of government, you know, you got to appeal to a certain amount of people. It's, it's a popularity contest in many ways. The flash absolutely counts. And so, you know, this kind of announcement where he's just kind of going through these statistics so, like, like matter of factly, we've got to get this going. And, you know, and it's like, it's like, it's just, it just, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And that doesn't mean, I, mean, I posted something to that effect on Twitter that I said, you know, flash counts. And people started calling me all kinds of names. Oh, you're an idiot. What do you, you just want a popular guy? I want a, I want a good leader. It's like, yeah, well, I want a good leader too. But the thing is, I've, you've got to deal in reality. This is, this is a piece of advice that I could offer all of you. You know, it's okay to have your ideals. It's okay to have your, your goals, your ideologies, your, your positions. Like it's okay if you want to be a libertarian, I suppose that's okay. You know, if you want to be a theonomist, that's definitely okay. But make sure that you're not forgetting to deal in reality, the way things actually are. That's important. Because the way things actually are, the DeSantis style, like this kind of thing, is, is going to fail. It's going to fail. He won't win the nomination. And even if he does win the nomination, he won't win the election. Uh, flash counts. Like, you need to... like. It, this this video that Trump released, you know, minutes after this DeSantis announcement, um, completely overshadowed it. Like it, it just it just wait, and there's and there's there's no substance to this, but this resonates with people because it's like yeah, you're like I, I and I understand this. So this is another thing too. I understand people were like dogging Americans for just wanting the show, right? Like they don't care about the substance; they just want the show, and that it's supposed to make make it seem like Americans are idiots. And look. If it was me, I would choose substance over style. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. That's my personality, you know, that kind of thing. But, but, but that being said, I understand why people sometimes choose style over substance. Because in 2023, like, we've been so beaten down and depressed and, and, and dominated for so long. I can understand want, preferring someone that is going to, like, destroy your enemies with style, that's going to, that's going to mock your enemies to the, to the ground, that's going to show no respect for the things that are, you know, the, 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 rule, the ruling, you know, powers of the day. Like, I could understand wanting that, like, wanting someone that will demoralize your enemies more so than you want someone that can statistically tell you all his, you know, successes and stuff like that. So, so I can understand that. I, I, I don't, it's not my personality, but I can understand that personality and I don't look down upon it and I, I get it. I totally get it. Here's the, here's DeSantis's problem. He's got to match, in my opinion, he's got to match, maybe not Trump's humor. He, he does kind of have to match his humor, in my opinion, but he's got to match his showmanship, I think. He really does. He just has to in order to have a chance here. So if you like DeSantis, you should be encouraging him and hoping that he can match some of this showmanship. Um, but the problem that he has is that if he tries to match his showmanship, he's also simultaneously, he's got to do a good job, and he's also simultaneously has to have to look like he's not copying Trump. Because if he's copying Trump, it's going to be very hard to pull off. It's, it really is. So DeSantis is in a very tough spot, in my opinion. I'm not sure that he's capable of winning this one. 
That being said, and, and I'm not like a Trump loyalist. Like I know some of my friends are like Trump. They love Trump. And, and I, I could see voting for Trump again. I really could. I don't know who I'm going to vote for. I don't know, but I could see voting for Trump again. He's, he was a disaster during COVID. There's no question about that. A complete disaster during COVID. And I got to be honest, like it's hard to forgive him for, uh, for some of his actions after uh, January 6th. I don't care about January. He didn't do anything on January 6th. But then to not pardon those guys and also to like like doing nothing to sort of secure the elections like it just it just that that stuff. I, it's very hard to forgive him for that kind of stuff and covid covid especially for me. The big thing is the covid stuff and the vaccine stuff. It's very hard to forgive Trump for that kind of stuff. That being said, I could see voting for him. I could. I could. So uh, so there's the first topic. I know that's going to split uh, the audience right down the middle. Um, I haven't really see this is the thing like with something like that. I haven't said I support Trump, but a lot of people are going to hear this as me supporting Trump. Um, But the bottom line is yesterday was a huge L for Ron DeSantis. Even if you like what he had to say, which even some DeSantis fans didn't really care for what he had to say. They thought it was boring. And it was boring. There's no question about it. But um, I don't think there's any way to look at it as not an L. It was a huge L. He lost. He, he, he posted a loss on his announcement for running. Like, that should be the time when you're, like, most energized. You're, like, most excited. Yes, we're going for it. We're going to do it. And he came out with a Twitter space that didn't even work. It's like, oh, man, like, that. you have to be honest with yourself. If you love DeSantis, that's okay. I don't have a problem with you if you love DeSantis. I like DeSantis. But you have to deal in reality. Yesterday was not good for DeSantis. It was bad for DeSantis. It really was. He could have almost done anything else, and it would have been better. All right, so there's the first thing. The second thing, Allie Beth Stuckey. You know, I had no idea that Allie Beth Stuckey was such a sacred cow. And I don't mean that she's a cow, so don't get all crazy on me. I just mean like how normal people would use the word sacred cow. Like, if you criticize her, people come out of the woodwork to how dare you to death. Now, here's the thing about Ali Bestucky. I've never watched her show, not even a minute uh, of her show. Um, I've heard really good things from people that I trust. So I go into this, you know, with the assumption that she's got fantastic theology, that she's got great social takes, that she understands a lot of things that a lot of people don't understand. I've heard her presentation style is excellent, it's organized, it's intelligent. I've got a high opinion of Ali Beth Stuckey, even having never watched a single moment of her show. I believe I have watched one thing involving her, and it was like a it was like a skit. So it wasn't even like part of her show. I think it was part of somebody else's show, and she was like it was like a like a sketch or something like that. So it wasn't even like a serious thing. Um, and I thought it was funny. I thought she did a pretty good job in it. So I've got a very high opinion of Ali Beth Stuckey. I guess at least as high of an opinion as you can have of someone having never heard them. <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. Uh, but she's wrong here. Th- this, this is not correct. And I, and I got to be honest with you. What she said here has egalitarian assumptions in it. It's just that simple. It is just that simple. So let me, she, she quote tweets Eric Kahn here. And Eric is 100% right about this. 100% right. And so Ali Beth Stuckey said, you know, she she's she's right to say that women can't be pastors. And that's very good. And I I commend people for that because in 2023 that actually takes a little bit of courage to say like like most people are are caving to that, the basic stuff. And you got to hand it to her. She's at least submitting herself to scripture. It's very clear in scripture that women are not to teach or exercise authority over a man. It's very very clear in scripture that women are not to be pastors and all of that. But here's the problem, though. So she's, 
she's she's admitting God said this, but she's taking away like the logic of it, like the reason for it. Like it's almost presented as if it's an arbitrary rule. Because here's what she says. I don't believe women can be pastors. That's very good. And she says, but I have the capability of preaching. I could deliver a more biblically sound, persuasive, and dynamic sermon than most men in the pulpit today. And so could many, many other women. That's what she says. Now, you know, I, I, I completely disagree. She's, she's wrong about that. She can't deliver a better sermon than most uh, male pastors because she can't, she, she's not capable of delivering a sermon. It's just that simple. Now, that does not mean she can't say words. Of course she can say words, right? Of course. That does not mean that she doesn't have better theology. Because I saw, because somebody responded to me and she said, and she said, well, you know, what about like Stephen Furtick and, and, and Joel Osteen, right? Like, can she deliver a better sermon than those guys? And my answer is no, she can't. Because she can't deliver a sermon. God did not create her in a way to deliver a sermon that would be biblical, that would be sound, that would be uh, dynamic, you know, powerful. Dynamic means powerful. It would have power behind it, right? So she can't do that. That does not mean, though, that she has worse theology than, um, than Stephen Furtick or, or Joel Osteen, right? Like, I'm not saying that. I am—listen, uh, I don't know her, but I'm assuming from what I've heard— that she probably has 10 times as good theology as, as Stephen Furtick and uh, Joel Osteen. 10 times, maybe more. Uh, she probably has really good theology, much better than those two. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, that she doesn't have as good theology as him or doesn't have a better understanding of the Bible. Like, I'm sure Allie Beth Stuckey has a better understanding of the Bible than those two. I'm not denying that. I'm sure, like, if, if, if I had the opportunity, like, you know, my kids are, you know, in, in kindergarten, and they were going to be, uh, you know, in a, in a Sunday school class, would I prefer her, them to be in Allie Beth Stuckey Sunday School's class than, than Joel Osteen? Yeah, I think I might. I think I might. You know, if I had to choose one or the other, I don't have to do that, by the way. That's not the choice. But if, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, that, that that's the case. But, like, but, but here's, the th- here's the thing, though. Being a woman, God created a woman to do certain things and not to do other things. And so, so there's a logic behind the prohibition, right? God's not just prohibiting women from being pastors willy-nilly, arbitrary. Like, it's not like it doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense when you consider the law of nature, natural law, and you consider how a woman is wired, and you consider what a woman is like, because women are wired very differently than men. Women are wired very differently, and, they're, and, the, and the way they operate the day-to-day, they're very different. And so because of those things, God has given us this clear prohibition because of the way he created women. And so it's not correct that she has the capability of preaching a dynamic sermon. It's not correct. That's not true. She has the ability to say words. Of, um, no, nobody's denying that because I saw some people saying, well, this is just ridiculous to, to deny this. Of course she can say words and theological things. Well, no, of course she can do that. But, she, but that's not what she's saying here. She's saying she's capable of preaching. And God's just denying her that for some reason. I mean, th- this is the thing, guys. Like, like, I don't think that this is a slippery slo- slope for Allie, right? Like, based on her track record that people have said. I mean, I'm not, again, I haven't watched her show, but based on what she's doing and the way that she operates, from what I've heard, 
it doesn't sound like she's in danger of falling into the slippery slope here because there is a slippery slope here because the reality is if God just said something arbitrary, but you have no reasons why it's just, it's just there. And it's not because of how I made um, that, that can't really stand forever. It really can't. That, that, that eventually will lead to egalitarianism because that is egalitarianism because, you know, I'm just as capable as a man. It's just that God says no. Well, that the thing is, that's egalitarianism. If you're saying you're just as capable as a man of doing this thing that God says you cannot do, that's an egalitarian assumption. And so she's not correct here. She's not correct here. It's just the bottom line. She isn't correct. She can't deliver a more dynamic sermon than most men in the pulpit today. That's not true. It's just not true. So, so, so we, I think it's, and, and I, I've seen a lot of people, like even Gabe Hughes from uh, When We Understand the Text, who I love. And I, I feel the need to say that I love the guy because I feel like sometimes people think if you criticize someone, that must mean you think they're illegitimate. it's stupid that I have to say that. I thought that was obvious, but I have to say it. I like Gabe Hughes, but he was like asking like, like, why, why do this in in an episode where, you know, she said that women can't preach. Why go after her? And I think this is the perfect time to go after this. Look right now, there is so much progress being made, striking at the root of liberalism, the, the root of egalitarianism. And this is exactly on message for so many of us. This is egalitarian assumptions. G- God bless her for not letting that take over and override what the Bible clearly says. She's obviously submitted to the scriptures in that way. She's like, look, the, God says it. I don't understand it because I'm just as capable as any man. I don't understand it, but so I'm going to submit. Look, that's a big deal. When someone doesn't understand what God says and or why he says it, but they submit anyway, that's a good posture to take. I'm I'm not I'm not de- not taking anything away from that. I'm very grateful for that. Cuz you know, there's there's been times in my life where I don't understand something God says, but I submit to it. I not you know, I don't know, you're God, not me. But the but the reality here is that fundamentally she's got an egalitarian assumption that that she's just as capable as these men. In fact, more capable than a lot of men to do something that God designed her not to do. That's that's just not correct. She's she's wrong about that. And I think it's totally appropriate to 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 point that out, especially at this time when so many liberal idols are falling. Of course she doesn't think this is liberal. She thinks this is conservative because compared to most people, it is conservative. And so I'm grateful for that. But the, the problem is that, that I think this is an area where the Overton window needs to shift. Like, this is an area, like, like God's rules um, and his prohibitions, they, they make sense given how he's created the world. And if you want to go, go, to, uh, go to Eric Kahn's uh, Twitter feed, lots of people responded to him. And you'll see some interesting pushback and some responses. And you'll also see a lot of people kind of rewording what Eric said and why, why uh, it's an issue. Um, I honestly, I think uh, I think it's good stuff, guys. I think it's good stuff. These are the kinds of things that we need to think about for going forward, because what we don't want to do is just rewind the clock. Like what we don't want to do is do the James Lindsay thing where we just rewind the clock like 30 years. And that's like the ideal situation. No, no, we got to We got to cut liberalism off at the root. We got to dig up those roots, throw them in the fire and build and, and plant something different. Because uh, these egalitarian assumptions, which they most definitively are, Allie Beth Stuckey is showing you egalitarian assumptions here. Luckily, she's not an egalitarian. She understands that she's got to submit to the Bible, even if she doesn't get it.
But the assumptions are there, and I think a lot of people who believe these assumptions will end up full-fledged egalitarians. There's really only two options. It's either egalitarian or patriarchy. That's it. Complementarianism is pretty much a joke. All right, then. Those are the two controversial things I wanted to talk about today. Hopefully, we can still be friends. I think we can. I think we can survive this. God bless you. I hope you found this video helpful. God bless.